0: Hello and welcome to Newsmakers, where we go beyond the headlines to the stories that matter to you in Hamilton, Halton, and Niagara. I'm your host, Louis Butko, and today I am very pleased to be joined by Director of Community Partnerships with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Courtney Steven. After an eight-year career in the CFL, including six with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Courtney retired from pro football in 2021 and immediately joined the front office of the Tiger Cats in August of that year. In his current role, he oversees the team's community outreach efforts, uh, including flag football and a lot of other stuff. He's also a podcast show host himself on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. Uh, Courtney, uh, it's great to see you, my friend. Um, we go way back. We do go way back, I should say. We actually do, man. I, I, I used to be asking. I used to be that annoying reporter asking you questions no, after I games. Always had a uh, great
1: relationship with the media, man. <laughs> you're the best. One of one of the all time favorites.
0: Uh, you're also well. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You're also a big podcast guy, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, right. What are your thoughts on our setup here?
1: No, this setup is great. I love these little adjustable adjustable arms tell me <laughs> how my sit, mic technique you can is, sit man. back
0: yeah, I, I like I'm pretty sure like our director Mike Corston is thinking like please do not touch the, microphones. Don't touch like, the equipment. yeah he, he just yelled at me for touching it so I'm gonna nah, make sure I fix it as best as I can it's great man this he, is he's uh, yelling at me
1: this is where all the creative <laughs> stuff happens
0: absolutely all right um I wanted to get you on because there was a big there's lots to get to obviously the great cup just a few actually one month away
1: uh, it's actually about like 28 days
0: 28 away. days
1: away yeah that's right this yeah th- no today is 30 days
0: okay yeah because you because for you and the hamilton tiger cats it's not just about that game obviously the hamilton tiger cats you want that you want your team to be playing there uh, you know playoffs still have to happen but no matter who's in it it's this is a huge production for your team at the hamilton tiger cats
1: Well, this is Canada's largest sporting event, and so we take great pride in having the opportunity to put that show on for the hometown and also for everybody from coast to coast. Some people even come from outside of Canada to come watch this game and take part in the festivities. So from that Monday when the Cup arrives in Hamilton all the way through Sunday when they kick the ball off, there'll be a whole slate of events happening that we're going to be putting on to showcase the best of what Hamilton has to offer.
0: Yeah, we had Jerry Fonzo on just a few weeks ago talking about a lot of the events, so I'm not going to put you on the spot for those ones. But as community partnerships, there's a couple things I do want to highlight that you um, obviously had a big role in. And the one thing that I really enjoyed was the PA day Mm. for kids. Tell us a little bit about the work that went into this. How can you schedule a PA day? How, like, I mean, you got the Catholics board and the public board to agree to give a PA day on the Friday of Great how did this come about?
1: Um, Kids you can thank me (laughs) later. (laughs) No honestly it's we got great partners at both of the school boards and really they understand that this is for what what these kids situation is they're going to grow up and be older next time that the Grey Cup comes to town here. We don't know where any of us are going to be so that makes this a once in a lifetime type opportunity. So giving them the opportunity to experience it in its totality and go down to Fan Central and things of that nature, that's very cool that's where core memories will be built that's where um the excitement begins so that when you get to game day there's already a lot of storylines that you're following and and memories have already been carved out
0: well and there there's a historical component that you've introduced and i remember this in 2021 talking to you about this that you went into classrooms and explained the history of not just the great cup but of the hamilton Tiger Cats and the significant people who, who have come through the Hamilton Target Cats organization, Bernie Custis, for example, you, you developed and, and you've been working with teachers to develop this lesson plan, basically, to get kids excited, but also a bit of a history lesson to figure out what this is all about. Well, when
1: you've done something for your whole life, they say that you have the curse of knowledge because you don't even remember what the basics are. They're so familiar to you. So revisiting... The, the fundamentals of what makes the CFL so great, what makes a Hamilton tiger cat, a tiger cat. Like, that's a weird name. We should take some time (laughs) to break that down and explain where that came from. Just giving these kids something to grab onto, something tangible that they can go home and tell their parents about, like, hey, did you know why they call it a tiger cat? Or why is the Grey Cup so tall? You know they've had over a 100 games played for this trophy. And just different things of that nature It gives them a sense of pride. It gives them a sense of community, belonging to something that's bigger than themselves. It also makes it interesting because it's hard to cheer for just faceless, nameless people running around on a big field. When you actually identify with some of those folks, you know where their hometowns are and they find out you have some things in common, it makes it way more exciting to watch.
0: You've been in your role now for uh, for two years, um, two years in August. I remember talking to you you know, I was with the cats at the time. I did your first interview as a front office employee. Um, but what was what's that transition been like for you? What was it like, a to to know that your time with the game is done? Especially like I'm looking at you, Court. You can still go out there and play, buddy. Like I, like I, I based on based on just looking at you, like what was that transition like? And was it made easier the fact that you you really did dive right into a role that. Maybe you didn't know how much work was gonna be involved in it, but a world that you really got to make your own.
1: It was something you couldn't plan for and give all credit to the organization for providing me with the opportunity to just prove my worth because not everybody transitions out of the game as you know smoothly as I did. I was able to, I had the opportunity to. Most people don't get to decide when they're done playing <laughs> and that right there alone it, it sets you on a, a certain path where you're doing some self-discovery. But, you know, football has been a part of my life for so long that having opportunity to be close to the game is just energizing. Mm-hmm. And then doing things that are meaningful to you and being around the game. So going into the community and setting up a football camp, going to a school, doing an assembly. You remember when you were younger and someone came to your school. So those things, they're not just – uh, convenient they're also meaningful and that that makes the transition a lot a lot easier for
0: sure. uh, last year your partner on uh tie cats uh game, game day. day yeah mike daly came out of retirement, yeah, uh, to, to dress, uh, to practice. Um, any plans to do the same? Uh, that, I mean, after seeing Mike do it last I, year, I did
1: about fifty push-ups last night, and that's the extent <laughs> of the training I've been doing. So I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Uh, even to get to do that with Mike, uh, we, you know we played the little clip there at the at the beginning. Um, to be reunited with your teammates and and to get to do things differently. You're still, like I said, you're a big podcast guy. You host podcasts. You Love listen it. to podcasts. Um, what's that again, what's that transition been like? It's not part of your regular duties is no, it's, it's more work that you're signing up, but for. but it's, what's it's that something
1: like? I get to do. Yeah. Right. Not something I have to do. Well, I mean, I'm committed now. I'm accountable now. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, you can't quit. Like, right? I, I tried. Right. I tried. I tried to quit the Tygod Audio Network. couldn't be- do it.
1: No, once you leave, they keep pulling <laughs> you back, man. Yeah. But the the best thing about it, I've been podcasting since probably 2017, and that's just like a, a hobby of mine. I went to school. I did journal- journalism. So being in a studio, TV, broadcast, radio, whatever, that. That's like my comfort zone. That's my fun space. If I had nine lives, uh, lights, I definitely would have cameras. would have taken that route to. Hey, you know,
0: buddy, you're still young. You know, you're here. Uh, we might have to use you again. Uh, Great Cup's go. coming up. We're gonna need a Great Cup reporter, maybe. Uh, yeah. We'll keep you... Not that you're gonna be busy or anything. Hey, the I Grey
1: know Cup. me and Daily got time. Man. <laughs> yeah. Call yeah. us up, dynamic duo.
0: Uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you on. Uh, pretty exciting news uh, in international sport that want to localize right here. Uh, This week, the uh, L.A. Olympics announced that they are introducing five new sports. Lacrosse, awesome to hear. Squash, I'm a big squash guy. Love it. Love it. Love squash. Uh, Baseball, softball, cricket. But the one caught my attention, I'm sure it did you too, uh, flag football. Uh, When you saw that, you've worked a lot with flag football. We're going to get into that in a second with your work. But just your initial reaction to seeing football, flag football, but football, As an Olympic sport, what was your reaction to somebody who played?
1: The Olympics is the biggest platform for athletics in general, period, bar none, right? And so we knew that this was in the works. They had been doing the preliminary stuff to get different countries involved. You have to have so many countries that are playing the game in order for it to qualify. So this wasn't completely out of the blue, but it was so exciting because football in all of its forms is – one of the greatest team sports that you can play there's a spot on the field for everybody it's flag football compared to tackle football it costs less to play boys and girls could play together Um, just go down the list and you can find so many benefits of getting introduced to the game through that way and it's going to be exciting and for me now I'm thinking about scenarios of well if we had to put together a flag football team (laughs) <laughs> who who are we even going to put on it? And now kids who are maybe 14, 15, this is going to be five years from now, right? They might be the ones who are actually on our national team. So that's a completely different paradigm. When you're going out there and playing flag football in your gym class, you legitimately might be one of our future Olympians because that's a sport that you can actually participate in now.
0: I mean, even like a kid like you growing up in Canada – like w- football you it's not as big in the states we know that right like it's not football's not as big football is not as big here as it here, is here exactly right. so as a kid growing up to make it to the CFL to have that aspiration to get to play in your own backyard what was how do you think that this addition of flag football can help motivate like you said that 14 year old that eight year old who's thinking like i've never picked up a football but now it's an olympic sport i can win gold Mm. i'm gonna start picking it up
1: man even win gold yes that's that's the the goal all the time but even where the sports can take you when you have an international game that's one of the things about football that i always envied from other sports when you look at proper football Mm -hmm. soccer you can play the same game in england germany brazil nigeria you roll out that soccer ball and everybody knows how to play the game flag football does that for our brand of football because even from canada to the u.s it's two different brands of football Mm -hmm. so this makes it truly have the potential to be a global game and i know that that's what the ultimate goal is here is to introduce people to something that we've fallen in love with over here for over 100 years. And I think the world will will take it on, and they'll love it, and they'll embrace it, and and we'll see football grow very fast after these Olympics.
0: In your role as Director of Community Partnerships, what have you seen when it comes to your first on the field events, when it comes to going to schools? like What's that like, seeing somebody – Throw a perfect spiral, right? And, and cause like that, that, that doesn't happen. That takes time or making that catch. Like, what's that sense of rewardance that, damn, that's pretty cool.
1: Man, it's just, everything that we do is when the light bulb comes on that's the moment when you realize this is this is bigger than football this is about helping kids find an outlet for their energy this is about helping kids find their confidence find their voice build friendships have memories cuz at the end of the day the the game ends for everybody but when we got up here and we were talking about my time playing we we're talking about career opportunities we're talking about friendships we're talking about the things I do in my spare time my passions and they're all intrinsically linked to the game itself. And so getting people into the sport is the big thing. And when they we see them having fun or they have a big play, that's when you know they're hooked. And so getting people into sports is like the best thing you could do for any community.
0: Now, you've made it a priority to to make flag football a priority. Um, you've partnered with Niagara Flag Football. You've partnered with Hamilton organizations. You see, obviously see the market there. For a sport that's convenient, that's relatively cheap with the lack of equipment, how do you see it growing now? Like, where where is the growth potential? Like... We see the problems with hockey is it's too expensive, ice time's too hard to get. How? Where do you see flag football growing in the next few years with this announcement?
1: Man, it fits so nicely into the, the environment that we're currently living in. Like you mentioned, when you have to get these big facilities rented out, there's only a limited number of those. That changes a lot of things. By contrast, you can play flag football anywhere where there is grass, right? And to be... To make an example, we're building a field inside of the John Floyd Armory for a Great Cup festival. And that field is not a regulation sized field. Right. You don't need the full football field to play a game of flag football. Only need about 30, 40 yards or so. Um, so access is way, way easier for flag football. And I think that alone is going to help get it into schools, get kids in the parks playing it. And once they actually get introduced to the game, that's, that's the goal. Just get them out there. Get them playing. Get them having fun because all of the good things, the benefits come from them being introduced to the game. So it's going to grow for um,
0: sure. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Let's say uh, Jim Mullen from Football Canada calls you up and says, Court, you've been around the game. Mm. Played collegiately. You played Little League. How am I going to build a flag football team in five years? What's your plan? What would your pl- how would you assemble Canada's flag football team?
1: Well, first thing I would do is I would go to U Sports and I would say you need to implement a system where you can have not only tackle football but we need to sanction flag football at the collegiate level if we're going to compete on this on the international stage we can't just be showing up as a part-time gig you want people to get reps in you want people to focus on this and get get great at it cuz flag football has been a hobby hmm. if we're honest with ourselves it's been something cool that you do when you're not doing the real thing but now when we're talking about medals you know, you win an Olympic medal, you get paid for that, man. <laughs> so let's take this thing seriously. Let's have people playing at a high level. Let's have them competing. Let's have the coaches developed. Let's have the players developed. And then let's go into the Olympics with a fighting chance. Because we, I argue, Canada has some of the best athletes in the world. We just need the systems around those athletes to give them the chance to reach their potential.
0: Is five years enough time?
1: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you know, I, I know right I
0: Stavros Katsantonis is already a, a, bo- a boy, uh, I'm sure, close to your heart a free safety uh, for something like that. A good Canadian uh, national, we should call him. Yeah, but, uh, I yeah. mean,
1: he's a fake Canadian, <laughs> but we love him because he loves us. Yeah, right? absolutely. Definitely. I mean,
0: he's making his case. Like, it, do, you, do you get the sense that, yeah, even guys in the CFL will be motivated to, to compete for, for Canada?
1: Well, would you be motivated to play in front of millions of people and represent a country on the international stage. I mean, we could be river dancing, man. You put me out there, I'm going to be excited about it regardless. <laughs> so we put the football involved, absolutely. It's going to be great. And lots of question marks still, yeah. lots of stuff to sort out and figure out, but these are great problems to have is where are we going to find the best flag football players in the country? I don't know, but I'm going to find out.
0: Yeah, it's it's really going to be exciting. And like you said, I think it's the – the for a kid to be able to turn on the Olympics in five years and see it as a legitimate sport and not just a hobby, not just something you do. And I, you know, I, I credit you for for going out into the schools, you and your team, uh, introducing football. You know, first on the field is obviously a huge part of that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, it should be interesting. Tyree Kill says he wants to play for Team USA. Oh my God! Uh, NFL executives are saying that there's going to find they're going to try and find a way to get players involved. Now look, the they got the Pro Bowl. They
1: were playing flag football because they they already mm-hmm. knew they have influence on yeah. these things so it's like hey let's go canada let's figure <laughs> out what we're gonna do can we can we get our guys together yeah we got a lot of great athletes over here i'm, I'm Talk. I'd be the coach. Yeah, kinda calling it right now. I'd be with
0: or GM. Yeah, maybe. GM. Okay. Flag football right. GM. Well, Team in four Canada. years, when you're getting set for the Olympics, I'm going to have you back on this show, and uh, we'll talk about. We'll, we'll go. We'll play the tape from this one. Um, you got a big pep rally coming up. In uh, you're heading off to Binbrook this afternoon as part of again. Uh, you're going uh, into schools, getting them all excited. Uh, the Great Cup itself, though, like where are you at? Here we are again, like 25 days out from the start of the festival. 26th, mm. wherever. Somebody's going to correct us. Uh, from from the front office. I try not I to think about it too much. <laughs> but we're less than a month. We are a month away from the actual game. Like what is the sense of like is it does it feel like it like, like you're preparing for a huge game that's a month away? Like it's a little different, is not there's almost
1: never enough time. Hmm. So there's this sense of urgency where um the clock's ticking. But you want you want that pressure. You want to be on the court on the field in the fourth quarter, you want to be in the game because that's where the plays are made, and so not being able to put on a helmet anymore, these are the moments I live for. Man, you want the team to rely on you to make a play, and so hmm. putting together 40 events <laughs> in less days than there are events, yeah. and having folks coming hours, almost, in it from feels like. different cities and coordinating from multiple yeah. teams and organizations that stuff's really cool. And when it comes together, you kind of sit back and exhale and say, Man, like, look at what we did together as a group, as a unit. And so it'll be fun, but right now, uh, you know, a little bit of sweat.
0: What are you most looking forward to come that week?
1: Oh, man, I just just seeing how people react to all the work that we've put Mm -hmm. in collectively. uh, I want people to not be told what they should like or appreciate, but I want them to discover what are the cool aspects of the festival and of our town that they really enjoy, or maybe get exposed to things that they didn't know. Like we have amazing food here. We got great entertainers here. There's amazing hospitality here. So um, I look forward to seeing people discover Hamilton. It's going to be an amazing time.
0: I mean, to that to that point, you you chose to to put your roots here in the city. You chose to live here. You know, you signed here and free. You know, you resigned here as a free agent. You wanted to come back, mm-hmm. and then you made your roots like with the Ticats Cats front office. What have you noticed about? Hamilton, since even the time you, you first got here. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about this city that, that's kept you here?
1: The people care so much. It's it's evident right away uh, from the, the first game when they cut the lights on and they kicked the ball off to the very last time I played and I was wearing a jersey from an opposing team. I remember. And people, are, remember. people are still worry. standing remember, yeah. outside the stadium looking for pictures and <laughs> autographs and asking me how my family is doing. It's... It's cool, man. Because uh, yeah, we want the team to win every single game, but I think the fans here truly care about the players. They care about that leaping tiger. Um, they care about that stadium precinct, Tim Hortons Field, and the Stipley. Like this is something that we take pride in. We all of us, and so to be a part of that is is awesome.
0: I mean, what what would it mean to you? You played in Grey Cups. You know you were there in twenty twenty one um but what would it mean to you to be a part of this organization if the team were to pull it off? That's the only goal
1: <laughs> all other goals are sub goals yeah. underneath of that one now it's
0: so you mean that as in like even like in that building, you know you obviously you want the event to go off without a hitch, but yeah but
1: i I expect everything that we plan to be executed to perfection because that's a standard we Mm -hmm. hold ourselves to. And we want to be world-class, you know, we're not necessarily comparing ourselves to people next door and how they run events and whatnot. Like we just want to be the absolute best in that. So I'm not worried about anything, but um, the goal is whether you're putting on a helmet or whether you're, you're packing bags or whether you're mopping floors or whether you're locking doors, is do what you got to do to make sure that we're where we need to be when that when that game comes and 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 when they kick that ball off, we want to be there and we don't want to just enjoy it. We want to win.
0: Yeah, um, I could picture you saying that on the podium like <laughs> a million times again in the Telus Media Center. Uh, you know, dig, uh, carry water, all those things. Uh, chop wood, carry, chop carry wood, water. Chop wood, carry water. Drop the e <laughs> and let's go. Uh, yeah, I, Obviously, you know, you've you, okay. Let's talk about the team though. Um, You've been in situations like this. It seems like this second half, Bo Levi's getting healthier by the game. Tim White. Oh, my God. What can we say about Tim White? Uh, bonafide superstar, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, we mentioned Stavros. You know What a jump he's made this year being kind of thrown into that spot. Uh, this team, as it's constructed right now, nice bye week, well needed, especially you know having to go hit the road in Montreal for the first playoff game. What's your overall assessment of of what you've seen from the guys as of late?
1: Trending in the right direction, peaking at the right time. I think uh, you've had some injuries early in the season that forced other guys who otherwise wouldn't be getting the reps to gain experience, and now you're going to see the fruit of that labor. Stavros, for example, he was – initially a reserve player. Then, uh, you know, adjustments were made in the back end. Tunde moves to field, half Stavros scores to free safety. Now, all of a sudden, he has five picks. Hmm. One of the league leaders in that department. So, um, another thing, you see Matt Schiltz, you see Taylor Powell and Bo Levi Mitchell have all got considerable. Well, Bo Levi Mitchell has had the least minutes this season, um, but they're all now making a considerable contribution to the team at some point in time or another. You have the offensive line who's had to fit different guys in, and now with Um, Jordan Murray over there Mm -hmm. making that that left tackle position look like you know he's been there (laughs) all year long Um, it's just different things no matter where you look whether it's Tim White fighting for the yak yards and playing with the determination of somebody who's trying to go deep into the playoffs Mm -hmm. and make a run Um, that kind of stuff is contagious and I think the players all are bought in Um, if you listen to coach O talk he always gives the same message and and sometimes you're like, coach, do you really believe what you're saying? But then as the tide changes and you see them start to build momentum, you realize that like, OK, if you do buy into this, then there there is some potential there. So it will be really interesting to see they got one of the best problems on their hand with more than one capable quarterback. And it's not something that's uh, unfamiliar to Hamilton. So as long as. You know they continue to get healthier, and which is the direction they're trending. I think that things are shaping up for a great run.
0: Yeah, a tough, tough loss last week, obviously with the way it ended. But um, you know the last few, last couple of, uh, last couple of weeks, so you got to be encouraged by what we've seen. And like I said, I will bang the drum for Tim White. I, I think, like, I think he's the team nominee for MOP. I think he can make a strong case. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of people who look at the Argos and what they've done this season, but mm-hmm. what Tim White has done. Set career high in yards, tied a career high in touchdowns, still has a game left to play. Um, it's been really fun to watch his development, especially from from year three and, again, back to Stavros. Uh, I always found that that free safety position really interesting just because first it was you. And then it was Mike Daly. Then it was Day, and now it's Stavros. It it is like that that Canadian, the national fake Canadian Stavros case. But right, that 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 floor director of of the field has mm-hmm. always been a you know a solid Canadian player that you've gotten to count on, and and you were one of them. So I, I know you you appreciate that, even even if he is a, a fake Canadian, as we like to call him.
1: Hey but. man, he loves it here, so we love him here, man. That's all that matters. And yeah, you know it takes all twelve though, and they'll be the first ones to tell you that they just take turns making their play. And as long as you make your play – when the ball comes your way, you don't have to do anything crazy. Just make regular plays every single time.
0: <laughs> and uh, and you mentioned the uh, the buying your time there. all I could think of was the waiting room. Yep. It's a waiting room, you know, next guy up, next man up. How it's how mentality. many
1: sayings and mantras oh, are there?
0: Oh man, if we could play I used to say I could play Coach o Bingo yep. and have like a card on what he was gonna say mm-hmm. that day. You know, the, the the goal is to get one other one more point than the other team. That's it. Doesn't matter how you do it. Focus right?
1: on ourselves, not on them.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, that's why the uh, windshield is so much bigger than, than the, the rear-view mirror. Rear mirror. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> you got to look forward, not back. Love it. Yeah. and But again, you mentioned it, and I hear you talking, like, just about... Your, your front office stuff, and it's mm. it, it really is that mentality that's bought in from the top down. And again, you know, I've mentioned on the show, I've I've been in the building, you know. I've, I've been around. Uh, I definitely definitely know what that feeling is like. And uh, yeah, I, I wish you all the best, man. Mm. I know you're getting ready for a big. Big Pure Later Pep Rally. It's going today in Binbrook, mm-hmm. St. Matthew Catholic. That's not saying it because by the time this airs, it's already have happened. It <laughs> was to phenomenal. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. It was, it was phenomenal. It was it was the best event yet. But uh, Court, I know you're a very busy, busy guy. I happen to drive by the stadium today. I can see there is a lot going on there. Uh, so I appreciate you making the time coming up to the studio with us. Anytime for you, man. Anytime. I'm gonna hold you to that. My thanks to Courtney Steven for joining me today And my thanks to you as well uh, Because we could not do this show without your support uh, Make sure you like and subscribe So you never miss an episode of the uh, Newsmakers podcast Or any of the other great shows we have for you on CHCH Podcasts. Uh, if you're watching this, you can scan the QR code on your screen Or you can go to chch.com slash podcast And a little plug for my friend here You can catch Courtney Steven on the Ticats Audio Network he hosts Ty Cats, Game Day along Mike Daly. And hey, I'm going to give myself a little shout out. While you're at the Ty Cats Audio Network, why don't you go check out Speaking with the Enemy? That's the show that I do. So uh, it's a great team of guys on that, or great team of people on uh, the Ticats Audio Network. Um, you know, I always like to say, you know, we had a lot of fun. But anyway, we're going to go. Thanks for joining us. I'm Louis Butko from Office here at CHCH. Have a great day.